Hey everybody, this is Laura. Um, we're doing a cold open today just um, because we want to make it abundantly clear that this is a pro-Palestinian podcast. Um, we recognize that we don't have a huge platform on this podcast, um, so hopefully most of you know that Shelly and I, on our personal pages, have been sharing a lot about um, Free Palestine, and um, we are continuing to fight for the liberation of the Palestinian people, um, we hope that you'll join us in calling our representatives, protesting, um, sharing resources. Um, on this podcast, we are going to only be highlighting pro-Palestinian authors. Um, so thus far, the two that we've been highlighting um, are pro-Palestine, and we intend to continue to only cover or review um, books by authors who support Palestine. Um, we would also love if we could get some recommendations of Palestinian authors that we can highlight in the future. Um, so if you have some suggestions, please leave them in the comments on our Instagram, um, on Spotify or Apple, Apple podcasts. We see all of that. So, um, we would really love the recommendations from folks. Um, I think that's pretty much it but um, free Palestine. Hi, it's Shelly. And this is Laura. And this is Between the Spines. A podcast for people who want to know the end of the book before they read the book. So Laura, I am so excited. I'm so excited. Are you kidding me? I'm, like <laughs> I'm so excited. Because like I was waiting for this book mm -hmm. to come in, and then yeah. when it came in, I think I finished it in like three days. Oh I'm not even gonna gosh. lie, like ten hours of reading, just yeah. like I'm listening like nonstop. <laughs> um, because yeah. I had to know what happened. Right? I was like, no, Cardin did not just let us down like this. No, I know. I can't wait to hear what happens. I decided to stand this episode because I'm like. I feel like it'll sound bad on the mic if I'm like jumping up and literally like <laughs> moving the mic all around. So we're just standing today because I already know. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, a lot of crazy stuff happens. Wait, okay. Hold on one second. Let me grab my notebook that has the character names written down. For sure. Because yeah. I don't want to forget those. <laughs> all good. Give me one second. Yeah, we have some like new players this book. So mm, okay. I needed to know like, the name of everybody so that mm -hmm. I don't forget because I feel like everyone that's introduced is essentially like really essential to the story okay okay yeah so so this is the the final book right so I there's this is the third book and then there's yeah. a fourth that's like from a different perspective right mm -hmm. but it's not any addition to the story necessarily so what there? I found out is that she has a ton of fairy books so oh. there's like different series as well oh. with like different people mm -hmm. but um for Jude and Cardin as, as far as I understand this is like the book that includes Jude and Cardin's story okay and then um there's a book that's in Taryn's point of view there's mm -hmm. a book that's in Cardin's point of view that kind of oh. talks about him mm -hmm. and why he is the way he is and then there's um Oaks Story. Yeah, that's the one I knew about, I think, was Oak's point of view. Mm -hmm. So that's when so interesting. he comes of okay. age at 17. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. 
I have a feeling that we're probably not going to go into those as a podcast, but I think it's great Mm. for people to know about them so that they can get them and like continue the story without us, but probably we'll branch out and do other things after this. We'll branch out. I'm like, we Mm -hmm. might come back to Oak, but we're not going to come back to Taryn's point of view Mm -hmm. and Carden's point of view and all of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like that's necessary. So fair. That's a, if y'all want to read it, please Mm -hmm. support Holly Black and do that. Uh, but I cannot wait to talk about the queen of nothing because okay. yes, so many things happened, Laura. So many okay. things. Let me take my sweater off. I don't know why I put this sweater on thinking it's going to be fine. And then like my body started to heat up. <laughs> it's all started. the excitement. Yeah. All right. So the book starts off. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I found out how old Jude is. Jude is 19 mm-hmm. by this point. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So what I'm guessing is like, I'm thinking that this book went over the course of maybe two years. Oh, wow. Either a year or two, because okay. Cardin was under her control for a year and a half. Supposed to be right? a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But we'd already gone through, let's see, she was underwater for a month. And then before that, she'd been his like right hand for a couple was months. Was she underwater right? for a month? Or was it like three fucking months? I thought it was just a month. No, it but... could have been a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I just exaggerated because I hate Nicasia. But <laughs> it was so fair. Um, yeah, he has a I redemption arc a this book, though. Really? Ooh, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, cool. So it's been a while, but when this book starts off, is it right at the end of the book or is there a time jump? Um, It's, it's a, a small time jump, but it's only been like a matter of months. It hasn't okay. been like... It, it's a not, really yeah. long extensive period of time so but right now jude is in the human world in the human world because card exiled still... her yeah yeah so and she's just confused exactly. i have my theories but i'm gonna so i'm the, gonna keep quiet so the book mm-hmm. starts off because holly black always starts off with like a a quote from like oh, okay. another book or a um a fable or a tale mm-hmm about another character so she starts off this book talking about Cardin mm-hmm. and about Cardin's life growing up okay oh yeah they started how... with like a memory last time mm-hmm. yeah okay so in this one she's really talking about everything that molded Cardin to mm-hmm. be the way he is mm-hmm. and so essentially Cardin's mom Lady Asham mm-hmm. never really wanted kids in reality Mm. she didn't know what to do with them Mm -hmm. you know it was just like I'm supposed to love you but how do I love you I never Mm. expected to love somebody else outside of myself Mm. and you know um fairy children are raised differently and Mm -hmm. they say that the way that fairies experience love um and give love is different you know it's not like us where we we want the affection we want someone close to us it's oh they don't need a bed they could fall asleep in a corner in the room and be just as fine they don't need clothes they could be just as fine things like that so like that attentiveness just wasn't there with Cardin at all Mm. and that doesn't seem like love to me but okay so every single person that Cardin you know Cardin's father Mm -hmm. so the, the old Taiking Mm-hmm. Um, he had all these kids, right? Right. Which was like a little shocking to them because mm-hmm. 
you know, they say that fairy blood is thin. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's very rare that they get pregnant. You know, they only bleed once a year. If right. So when Lady Asha got pregnant, um, it wasn't something that he really wanted. By then, he was kind of like, I have so many kids. Like, I don't really give a damn. Then use protection. Um, <laughs> don't be exactly. out here. Yeah. Okay, exactly. So the person, I'm I'm forgetting their name because I did not write it down, but I should have. But they're a card of the... Um, the high council mm-hmm. um and you know he does like the predictions you know all that stuff mm-hmm. tells you if there's uh i'm forgetting the the word for a prophecy things like that oh yeah is and matic so, on the high council at this point i'm not sure i want yeah, to okay. say I want to say no, because I okay. feel like Matic, it, this is like, uh, maybe, but he could have been off at war too. Like this mm-hmm. is, you know, because Matic, Matic's kind of, you know how Matic is. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Matic, he's there. And then sometimes he's not there, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So um, when he got the prophecy of his son when Carden mm-hmm. was born he was told that Carden was going to be the downfall of the kingdom as they knew it mm. um there's the Carden key word was, as you knew it Carden was going to break the crown essentially like Carden mm-hmm. was gonna fuck up the kingdom mm-hmm. and then they were like um and the second part of the prophecy was and only from his blood will a true ruler rise. Right? Mm, interesting. And because of that, Cardin's father never wanted him. He wanted him dead. He was like, I don't These people want him. trying like, to avoid because he's gonna he's going Lean to take away it, my, my my crown, right? Mm-hmm. So because of that, they were always saying that Cardin, of course, wasn't um raised to be king he wasn't worthy of being king he wasn't up for the task because the prophecy says he was going to bring the end to the kingdom Mm -hmm. and on top of that it was just a whole bunch of things that were like different with his with his birthing so like Mm -hmm. when he gave birth the king got to see all of his kids immediately Mm -hmm. after they gave birth Lady Asha refused to let him see Cardin or let him Mm -hmm. see her until she was back in her normal state. Oh, so that could be a a long time. So So there's that. She didn't see it till weeks later. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Cardin was neglected a lot. And on Mm -hmm. top of him being neglected, you know, his brothers were also mean to him and weren't kind either. Did they know Um, about the prophecy or did just the king and like the high court know about it or the high council know about it? Not sure. Okay. Not sure. I feel like that's either detail I glossed over or I just probably it's unimportant. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, when he would every time he would do something that was considered like soft mm-hmm. or affectionate, 
his mother, Lady Asha, would tell him, mm-hmm. you, you're a king. You're a prince. Act like it. Mm-hmm. You could take what you want. You get what you want. And then on top of that, when I want something, you could go take it for me too. That's how his mom was. Mm-hmm. Like, so Just trying to use him for her own gains. Yeah. And that taught him that in order to be respected, he had to have some element of cruelty. Mm-hmm. And even when there's like a story that they wrote in there where Belkin tells him, oh, um, come with me. I'm going to teach you how to do target practice. Mm-hmm. And Belkin gives him one of his arrows and tells him, oh, I'll use your arrow. And tells him to shoot a human servant. And oh um, Cardin freaks out and couldn't do it because as he said before multiple times, I'm no killer. He couldn't right. do it. And so Belkin used the arrow he came up with like an excuse he said like oh the wind is blowing so it's gonna mess up like the trajectory of my arrow and so Belkin was like let's see and then shot the arrow and then told everybody that Cardin did it of course and nobody would believe Cardin when he tried to tell the truth because Mm -hmm. they never liked him in the first place and then after that it was like you're exiled from your father's home now you have to live with your cruel brother Mm. there's all of this stuff going on and so he became grew in this reputation as the cruel prince, this prince that would just kill a human that just hated humans. And he Mm. reveled in that because it was the only way he could get people to respect him and leave him alone. Mm -hmm. It was the only way he knew how to be, you know, he didn't know what love was. Mm -hmm. His father didn't want him. His mother didn't want him. His brother didn't want him. You know, even the girl he fell in love with, Nikasia left him for his Mm -hmm. best friend. So like he didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. So after going through this, we go to our first chapter okay. and um, we're back in the human world with Jude. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jude is still kind of wallowing in her, in her everything. Cause she's like, I can't believe this man exiled me. And I can't believe I love him and I fell for the trick and I shouldn't have known it was a trick and it's my fault. This is where I say, babes, have a little faith. Like, trust the man you love a little bit. Come on. He asked you. He asked you specifically. He said those words. Do you trust me? Yeah. Let's use our, our brains for a second. So... Just wait. So okay, okay. Um, and you know, Vivi's still trying to get Heather to text her back. Vivi, obviously, you it's not that working. Up. Come um, on, I would not go back to you, Vivi. On top of that, Jude does not know how to function in the human world, and she kind of hates that the more that Oak is in the human world, the more he gets used to the human world, because she's like. This is not a vacation. This is not a getaway. Like you still need to learn how to train. You still need to be the king eventually. But right. Oak is adamant that he does not want to be the high king of fairy. He doesn't want to be. fair. He's also like it. nine, right? So like yeah, I was like nine at this like, point no in time. Thanks. Yeah. And she's like, 
she like does all type of crazy shit. Like she sees him outside playing with the kids and she could tell that he's using a glamour, but the other kids can't tell. Oh, I don't and like so that. No. She's like, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't realize that he's using it, but he's using it to win the game, to like sneak up on the other kids and mm -mm. win the game. And so she waits till all the other kids come inside that she sneaks up on his ass and puts him in a headlock. And he's like, <laughs> why would you do that? And she's like, you got to be on your P's and Q's at all time. And I saw you using your damn glamour. <laughs> And so he's pissed. He's like, oh, and he stomps off in the room because he's mad. I don't want to be the quick king of fairy. I just want to be a kid and I want to have fun. And be a kid and don't use magic then because that's like, not no, fair. I'm a magical kid. So why would I not use magic? <laughs> well, you got me there. Yeah. So, yeah. So during this time, she goes in and Baby is like, oh, my God, I got a text message from Heather. She's like, OK, what does it say? And essentially, Heather asked her, like, if I asked you to take away all of my memories of fairy and we can get back together, would you do it? Jude in the back of her head is like, I would look at this message as a test because yeah. if I ask someone that, the person that I love being being someone who has been under the influence of stuff being someone who has been glamored and had their memories right. taken away i mm -hmm. would never if they said yes i'll do whatever you want that would be a red flag for me mm -hmm. she doesn't want to say that to vivi because you know vivi is gonna do vivi jude talk to your people i know i say this every episode but come on man communicate so she asked vivi what are you going to say? And Vivi was like, I'm going to tell her that I'll do whatever she wants me to do because I love her and I just want to be with her. Mm -hmm. So after that, you find out that basically, you know, they still have to pay rent and things like that. And their rent is like $1,200. And, you know, they're not from the human world. So it's not like Jude has a social security number and... Mm -hmm a card and then on top of that like these are little girls who went missing like years right. ago if you really think about it so yeah. it's not like they could go around using no, I hadn't thought about that their yeah. real names because if mm -hmm. you think about it it's like they had neighbors they had friends right they probably just showed up saw the dead parents and no kids that would be and then you never concerning. saw the kids again you would just think they were either dead or Mm -hmm. gone off somewhere so exactly so she the ghost puts her in contact with this magical being that's out in the human world and he okay. will give you a task of something to do and he'll give mm -hmm. you some money for that task um oh, okay he tells her well, I heard that you're you're a killer, of course. Right? So she's gonna become an assassin in the real world. Because that's Jude's yeah. life. Mm -hmm. He's like, there's a a fae person here who lives in the human world, and they have been eating people. She was oh. like, human people. He's like, no. What other kind of people? They're oh. eating the fae. So other this is fae another in fae the human world who was killing and eating other fae. Mm. And Jude's kind of like, I don't give a shit because it's not human. It's like, oh. 
She said cannibalism's fine if it's in another species. And they're like, so basically we want you to go and have a talk with her and get her to stop doing what she's doing. And if you can't get her to stop, then stop her. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So. Okay. She's like, okay, who's the person? We know this person, huh? And he goes, it's Grima Mog. Okay, we have not met Grima Mog, but let me oh. tell you about Grima Mog. Okay. So remember when uh, the bomb was telling Jude about how her and the ghost were doing a whole bunch of stuff in the world. Then they started figuring out how they wanted to pull heist from oh. fake people. And so yeah. they got caught by the court of teeth, right? Mm. Which is like this really cruel court. And that's okay. what Dane helped them escape, which is why they gave their loyalty to Dane. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, so Grima Mog used to be the head general of the Court of Teeth. Oh, whoa. And she got exiled uh-huh. to the human world for something that she did. Okay. And um, Grima Mog is a red cap, just like Matic. And I don't think I ever explained really what a red cap is. So I'm no. going to explain it. So okay. red caps have this cap. Mm-hmm. And um, the cap is red because it is soaked in the blood of their enemies. It is soaked and painted and dried in the blood of their enemies. Every time they kill someone, they add a new layer. It is their prized possession. Oh, right. Okay. Which is why she talks about like his bloodlust, right? Because that's uh-huh. who he is. He's a he red just cat. wants a fancier hat. <laughs> that's super weird. No. Okay. And Grima Mog is like a legendary general red cap. Like, okay. like, how do they know that she's eating these people? somebody figured out and somebody from the fey world called somebody called this dude okay. and said i need you to get rid of her and so he's finding someone to do the job mm. but of course people are scared because grima mog is sure. fucking legendary grima mog is like she scares Matic. that is how mm. legendary she is and they're like we're gonna send jude of course they would of course so jude is like at first she's like okay how much money are you gonna give me he's like mm. oh i'll give you um Five hundred dollars. She's like, oh, no, that no. She's like, uh-uh. she's like, twelve, Put three more zeros like, after that. Actually, she's like, I want fourteen hundred. That's nothing. Like, no, that's such a low price. Still, Jude should right? be demanding. But she didn't know yet. But here's the thing: dollars. he did not tell her the name of the thing. He was like, oh, I'll just give you like the paperwork, and then you'll figure it out. Or like, no, to I'll kill you to anyone, else and they'll tell you what the who the fae's name is. I and think so, to kill anyone, she should have demanded more money. But she Come agrees on. to do it for a thousand. That's insanity. He, Jude he gives her five hundred. I thought you were front. smart. He gives her 500 up front. Mm-hmm. And um, then later she finds out it's Green Mamog and she's like, you piece of shit. I should have asked for more money. This way bitch is insane. more money. Like, you think I can kill her? Are you crazy? But she also knows that she really needs this money. So she's like, let me figure out how I can outsmart her at least. Let me yeah. try to figure it out. You know, Jude, she's going to try to find a solution. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> She, the day comes, you know, mm-hmm. she packs her dagger because that's all she has is a dagger. Yeah. Um. She rides her bike over to where Grima Mog's house is. Mm-hmm. She knocks on the door. Uh-huh. Grima Mog lets her in. They're having this debate 
And then finally, Green Mom was like, why would they send a human girl? And da, 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 da. But when she, when she, Jude started talking to her and like could speak her language and kind of outsmart her, she was like, you're one of Maddox's human children, aren't you? Oh, she knew exactly who she was. Okay. She was like, yeah. She was like, what did you do to get exiled? And she told her, um, I traded one in my hand for two in the bush, right? <laughs> Basically saying like, I, I traded my hand for like, I, I don't know exactly what that means, but like in my head, every time I hear that, it means like something sexual. Like I traded my brains for like something, not whatever, but actually huh. what we're going to do is we're going to Google it. Yeah. I was like, I, that's what I was just about to do. Okay. So they said one in the hand, two in the wish means it's better to hold on to something one or one has already than to risk losing it by trying to obtain something better. Uh, so the idea is that she she traded her upper hand to be queen. Oh. And lost everything. It's basically Got what she, she tells her. Mm. And so um while she's there but it wasn't being queen like i don't feel like that's why she agreed to marry Cardin. maybe i'm just a romantic you know over here with all my romance novels but i feel like she did it for love it's not but then i also feel like that's also maddox voice in the back of her head telling her she was too ambitious so she lost Mm. everything because he's been telling her that repeatedly throughout this whole book you know and so could she have had a simpler life i do believe that however whenever whenever maddox is giving advice i'm like girl just ignore it so while she's doing this right Mm -hmm. and she's like you're gonna stop doing this green mamaga's like what if i just fucking kill you um (laughs) yeah she finds green mamaga's red cap so she starts using the red cap as a leverage tool mm. i will burn this red cap and i know it's your prized possession mm-hmm. she's like no she's like well then you're gonna stop eating people she's like if i stop eating people you'll give me the tip of your finger like she wants like something from her like you'll let me bite the tip of your didn't finger she already it. lose some of her finger so now yeah like the tip of her finger from one of maddox's servants when she she's first gonna moved. have like no more fingers left and she tells her i'm not giving you shit lady you're gonna take what i give you you're gonna stop doing this so so finally they come to a consensus Mm -hmm. he tells her because i know things about your king and i'm pretty sure you want to know them of course she wants to know them. like yeah she's like so how about this you do me for it we dude says that or Grimma Mog. Oh. Grimma Mog says, you know, it's been a while since I fought someone in battle. So uh-huh. we fight. You duel me for it. And the first person to get knocked down, the first person to draw blood mm-hmm. wins. Okay. And then I will agree to stop eating fairies. What a fucking weird. Um, <laughs> just, this is such an odd concept. And for me. you will. And um, I'll tell you a secret. Piece About Cardin. I know. So Jude is like, all right, 
as soon as Jude says, all right, Grima Maga goes running for her. She has sure. a big ass sword. Jude has this little, this little knife. They're going at it. They go at it so much. No, no, they don't fight in the house. They fight on the roof of the building because Grima Mog says she wants to fight on the roof of the building. Okay. But they're on the roof of the building and they, they're going at it. And Jude is mm -hmm. like, this bitch is going to kill me. She's going to kill me. But she's I mean, trying to figure out what she could do. So what mm -hmm. Jude does as a distraction she is she grabs, the, she grabs that damn red cap and starts using it as a leverage tool mm -hmm. and uses it as a distraction yeah. to win the the duel. But of okay. course, Grima Mog bested her a lot. So Jude is fucked up right now. Ooh, like she's right. bleeding, you know. I thought it was first to draw blood. It was something like that. But okay. they went full on. This is a full sure. on duel, okay? Jude is okay. fucked up. Uh -huh. So um, then Grima Mog tells her like, I I heard that in 24 hours, they're going to try to usurp your king from the throne. That um, is very convenient timing. That's 24 hours from know. right now. He doesn't know. So after so that- So she has to figure out how to get back to the fairy world. He tells her that Maddox is plotting to attack him. And that she's makes like- a lot of sense. Okay, now I got to figure this out. Right. And figure out if I want to figure it out, because how the fuck am I going to get back to the fairy world? I'm exiled. Mm -hmm. So this is what where... was the thing about her. What was the deal about if she ever came back to the fairy world? It was something about I Carden, think, wasn't it? I think they would kill her. Oh, it's just that they would kill her. Okay. Like they would lock her in the tower for getting like, because mm. she's exiled. So like they would just get rid of her. Okay. I thought there was some sort of deal. But... I don't remember they got killed, but it was something like that. Okay. So Jude rides her bike all bloody and messed up to the bus stop. I actually love the idea of her just like riding a bike after a sword fight. I really, I love the like modern times versus the like fey world of holly yeah, she gets books. on her it's, bike yeah and she 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 gets on the bus and everybody's staring at her and she's sure. just looking at them like fuck you and then sooner or later she <laughs> Mind falls your own asleep business. he falls asleep on the bus and then oh. the bus driver wakes her up and she's like oh my god did i miss the stop he's like no we're at your stop oh you sure you don't want me to call the hospital and she's like no i'm fine and he's like okay don't forget your bike so she goes and gets her bike that's nice of him. And um, she makes the rest of the way home. Mm -hmm. By the time she gets home, it's daytime. Um, okay. And uh, she sees Heather sitting outside on the steps. Mm -hmm. So when she gets there, she's like, Heather? And Heather's like, shh, I don't want your sister to know I'm out here yet because I don't know if I want to go inside. <laughs> Heather, I think you can do better. And I think you should leave. To be honest with you, I think you should just... You gotta wait. Just wait. Wait. No. Wait. Because Vivian Heather... I'm just gonna say that Heather surprises me. And okay. I was proud of Vivi by the end. But okay, just listen. So... Okay, okay. I'll, um, so then Jude gets closer. Heather sees how fucked up she is. She's like, no, no, no. We have to get you clean. Like, what happened? Jude is like, don't worry about it. 
I'm fine. This is like uh-huh. a drop in the bucket. I didn't got my ass beat before. This is normal for me. Has she gained some strength? Because I think at the end of the last book, she had really just come out of being in the water, really. Like she didn't have time to recover. So she's better now. Yeah, so she's definitely gained okay. some strength. And then on That's top good. of that, even though Oak is is like Vivi, where he doesn't want to mm-hmm. practice his sword fighting and all that, he still has to spar with her. So she does, she does keep up with her physical training to make sure that she can if she needs to Mm -hmm. so heather's like come on we got to go inside heather takes her inside and when they go inside laura why the fuck is taryn there what taryn Taryn. taryn okay and taryn is dressed in like this beautiful dress as soon as Jude comes to the house, Jude is like, what the fuck is she doing here? Yeah, <laughs> I would like, also be like that. And Vivi is like, just hear her out. And Taryn is like, just hear me out. And then Jude is like, no. No, you literally screwed me over so many different times and like worked for Matic. And like, why on then, earth would I give you the time of day? And then Taryn tries to be like, well, technically this is Vivi's house. And Jude is like, technically, bitch, it's my house because I pay the fucking rent here. No, get the fuck out. Like, get out of my of my of our home. And if y'all want her here, that's fine. But I will be leaving. Yeah, that's good. Setting boundaries. In her head, she's like, the guy that Maddox set me up with to find me a place to live. It won't be free, but hey, whatever. I'll figure it out. She's like, mm-hmm. Grima Mog would probably even let me sleep on her damn couch to do with their ass. I'd rather do that <laughs> than stay here. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So they, um, she goes back in the room to like grab her stuff and Taryn follows her, mm-hmm. follows her back there. And Taryn's like, just listen to me. She's going off. She don't want to listen to Taryn. So then Taryn blurts out, I killed Locke. She's like, yeah, Ani, you know what? Good for you. (laughs) So then Judah's like, wait, hold on. Pause. (laughs) There's a lot going on. Now you got to tell me for real what's going on. Uh And Taryn is like, I will tell you what's going on, but you have to let me like take care of you. You're like bleeding profusely. Like you probably need some food. Mm -hmm. There's things. So I mean, you're not wrong. They get all the stuff to like clean her up. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody makes like a tray of like ham and cheese sandwiches. Like I love how normal mm-hmm. this is, ham and cheese sandwiches, you know. Um yeah. and she's eating them while Terrence telling her what's going on. Mm-hmm. So basically, Taryn was like, I was the perfect wife. I was doing everything. I would hold month-long revels. I decorated the house so that they would be ready for his, for parties and for his guests. Mm-hmm. He would be gone for weeks and months at a time. We all of these things. knew this, Taryn. Going and then in, she's like, we all knew this. Then what happened, and at this point in time, nobody knows she only told Jude, is that she got pregnant. Oh. So she's pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. And when she told Locke, he responded like, um oh all of the story has left your body like you're no longer an interesting story anymore this is the end of your chapter which like for Locke that's an insult well yeah clearly Um, that is so 
the woman, literally your wife tells you that she's pregnant and you're like, well, I'm no longer interested in you then. What? So Tara loses her shit. Yeah. Well, I can understand it. And then she tries to get rid of the body. She thought if she put the body in the water that it would sink and it didn't sink. It came up to the shore. Yeah, you have so to put now, like, rocks or something tied so to it. So now yeah. they're trying to figure out who killed Locke. And she's saying that Let's it wasn't think her about it for two meeting. minutes. And they're like, okay, well, so Taryn came here essentially to say, I did this. And I know that I did all these things. And I know that I betrayed you, but I swear I was just doing what Maddox told me to do. That doesn't make it better. You are a grown person. You can make your own decisions. If I go on that stand, they will, they will glamour me. They will, I will have no choice but to tell the truth that I killed Locke. You did kill Locke. So. And then they'll kill me. Oh. Yeah. It's not great that she would die because of it. I feel like. Um, yeah there was no like threat to her physical being it was just like an emotional thing so there's not really Mm -hmm. mm. so she wanted to ask Jude if she would pretend to be her and go back for this court case because technically if they asked Jude if he she killed Locke then she would say no she would be able to say no interesting that's actually quite smart Taryn and, and then, this is way back into the fairy world. This is actually working so out. So then, you know, Vivi is like, absolutely fucking sure. not. Like, right. if they catch you, they will kill you. Like, this is treason. Right. Like, no. Right. And then she's like, and you know why you can't go back. You know. She's talking about the marriage that Taryn doesn't know anything about. So uh, she's like, and then, so, 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 like, you know, Jude starts telling the truth. Jude is like, they can't glamour me. What right. do you mean you can't glamour? Have a guess on me. So I can you just pretend already. that they do. Yeah. And then Taryn's like, you have a guess? Who the fuck gave you a guess? Like, Dane, you know, Dane know who hasn't been, been here in books, did a really good thing one time. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that has saved her this whole but, entire yep, series. The only saving grace for oh. Jude. She's like, what the fuck did you get a guess? Like, who did that to you? Why would you mm-hmm. do that? And she's like, girl, there's a lot you don't know. Like, yeah. And then on top of that, the whole time they're doing this, um, is Heather still outside Vivi, on the porch? Heather's in the house now. She's oh, okay. House. They just haven't talked about anything. Oh, She's in the house now. Got it. Bibby is yelling at you, telling her, tell her all the truth. Tell her all the truth. Tell her what really happened. Tell her why you can't go back. Like badgering her to tell her about Vivi- the marriage. That's her business. You don't have a right to tell her when to tell people that. So and she doesn't trust Taryn. So why would she? So Jude is like to get to get Vivi to shut the fuck up. Jude is like, I'll go. Good. I think that's the right choice, Jude. I'll go. Yeah. So they do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Her and Taryn switch clothes. Mm-hmm. They put some gloves on her because the remember the little the the tip of her finger got got bitten off is the only right. thing that can identify that they are different. Literally, no one's um, ever paid attention to that ever. But yes. They make sure that her makeup is done mm-hmm. like Taryn's. You know, she's running down like all the people that Taryn talked to, which she usually mm-hmm. does on a daily basis, all of these things, things mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Um. Then she goes back to the fairy world. 
She goes back to the fairy world. She goes directly back to Taryn and Locke's estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's looking around. She's noticing all these little things. Mm-hmm. The maid comes and asks Taryn if she's ready to eat. Mm-hmm. She gives Taryn a plate of food. She notices on Taryn's plate of food that there's like little slices of fairy fruit. And she's hmm. like, why? Did Taryn know she was eating fairy fruit? Is this like right. a normal occurrence? Because it didn't seem like anybody bitten, blanked, bl- batted an eye. So yeah. like, was she indulging in Taryn and fairy fruit just to like get rid of the feeling of right rejection, you know, having to Locke. share her yeah. husband, mm-hmm. all of these things? Or did she not know she was taking it? Or was she taking it because Locke was making her? So like, there's all these right. things going through her head. But she doesn't eat that shit. She's like, I know right. what it is. And you're right. not going to get me. Mm-hmm. So she gets called to the the court. Mm-hmm. She gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardin starts questioning her. And the cage oh, is there too. Mm-hmm. And Cardin is like, did you kill Locke? She's like, no, I did not kill Locke. She's giving a whole bunch of different answers. Like, you know, because, you know, Judas, Judas yeah, kind of good at this, you know, mm-hmm. even when she's under pressure, she'll find a way. And the yeah. is like, then maybe it wasn't her. Maybe her violent sister came back from the human world and killed Locke <laughs> just to get back at us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you got something going there. No. And so they were like, the case was like, she's lying. She probably has Rowan berries on somewhere where we can't see, where she can't be compelled. And um, Cardin is like, the case is like, so you need to inspect her, like take her clothes off and inspect her and see if she's there any other on. part of her body that would be recognizable like distinctive from Taryn, or do we know she has bruises because oh. she just got into a fight yeah and then on top of that she has scars because she's mm-hmm. been stabbed right. before cut that makes a lot of sense and um these bruises are fresh on top of that the build of her body even though her and Taryn look she very much like with clothes on she's a lot more, more. muscular mm-hmm. so without clothes you can tell that that's right. not Terrence's body but i feel like cardin okay never mind i'm not gonna say but, and cardin of course would know right you know but i'm not sure he's gonna be like oh that's so, that's jude so lie, she's trying to to force her to get mm-hmm. naked right there in the court in Ooh. front of everybody oh, an and so no. she's basically like no i'm not I'm not debasing myself to do that. Like I'm grieving over my husband and y'all are being weird. Like, mm-hmm. and um, so then Cardin gives this little wicked smile mm-hmm. and he's like, well, would you rather me inspect you by myself in my courts? You know, you would. In my, in my yep. rooms. And she wants like, that very much. Oh God. She's like, God, no, <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. I have no choice but to agree to this. But if he sees yeah. me, he's going to know instantly that I am not Taryn. And he's so. going to be like, my love, you're back. Well, I don't know. He he might be so. mad at her for coming back, but. So she gets escorted. Uh-huh. They tell, they tell Nikasia to get lost. While she's Fair. getting escorted to this back room with mm-hmm. Cardin, a maid bumps into her. And oh. drops all the stuff. So she bends down to help the maid pick up stuff. And the maid gets really close to her, slips a dagger to her, and tells her, your father is coming to save you. When the coast is clear, stab him with the dagger and run out the door. 
Oh, wow. So a lot of people are in on this. It's not just Matic and Taryn and like a couple, it's like staff Mm -hmm. of the palace. Mm, Mm -hmm. Interesting. So she um, goes in the room with Cardin. Mm -hmm. And when she goes in the room with Cardin, um, she's Mm -hmm. still talking, like, you know, making, saying that she's Jude, Mm -hmm. saying that she's Taryn. And he's like, Come on, I know. He's like, Jude. don't play dumb with me. Like, that's what he looks at. He looks at her and goes, Jude. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, still trying to act like she's yeah. tearing. No, and come on. Like, Have a little faith. Just a little said, a bit of faith. He told her, he said, Jude, did you really think I wouldn't know it was you? Yeah. He's like, I knew it was you the minute you stepped into the breck. The minute you stepped one foot into the breck and I saw you, I knew it was you mm-hmm. and not Taryn. Yeah. And he's smiling. He's yes, of like, course he is. And she's like really fucking confused. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he's you're like, an idiot, Jude. You know, and he made everybody leave. All the yeah. guards and everything. It's just him and her. Mm-hmm. And then he got really close to her and he grabbed mm-hmm. her face and he's like, I heard a rumor that um you talked to Matic and that you were caught in the court of teeth and that you betrayed me tell me that's not true and he like grabs her face like you know like really like you know really sweet and affectionate and she's like really confused like right. what the fuck is going on like he's like touching me he's being really soft but like he just embarrassed me and like exiled Dude. me from the kingdom and I'm really fucking confused and he's what like an idiot. he's like why are you he's like why are you looking at me like that like why are you looking at me like you're scared like what's what's wrong I think there's a miscommunication going on here because what's what's going on and she like then you hear the fighting going on outside the door oh so she has her knife she pulls her mm-hmm. knife out and she's like at this point, she's like, I don't know who to trust. Like, you know, like I know like, who you Cardin. should trust. Cardin. <laughs> like, but yeah. Like, she's like, he's like, Jude, what are you doing? And she's like, You did all this to me. And, <laughs> and then you idiot. I don't remember who tackles who, but sooner or later they end up on the floor. Of course. There's fighting do. going on at the door. Mm-hmm. When she hears the yelling and the fighting, even in her head, her mind goes, protect Cardin. Yes. So she's like. She's like, Good. you wait here. I'll be back. And he's like, Jude, no. She leaves and goes out the door. When has she ever listened to you even once? When she <laughs> so... leaves and goes out the door, she gets grabbed by this woman mm-hmm. who is a part of the army of the centers that left with Matic. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Matic shows up and he's like, daughter, daughter. Because that's how he sounds in the book. It's like, really? I love the way Maddox sounds in the book. How he's interesting. Like, he's like, daughter, daughter, Taryn, are you okay? And he's like grabbing her face because he doesn't know yet right, that, that it's, it's Jude. Jude. She's playing this role. He mm-hmm. he thinks it's Taryn. Yeah. And she's like, now she's like, fuck. Right. Now she's a double agent, which could be, yeah. Because she she thought this was going to be easy. She Mm. thought that she was going to go there, get off the hook, go back to Taryn's home, go back to the human world. Her and Taryn were going to switch the fuck off again. Boom. Or just go back to the human world. And Taryn was going to stay in the human world because 
one of the things she said to Jude when she told Jude she was pregnant is she was mm-hmm. like, I understand why mom did what she did now. Mm. This place is no place to raise a baby. Right. Especially yeah. not with someone like Locke. Right. And so she Terry thought was she was just gonna, it was just gonna be there and back, there and back. But no, she didn't got figured out by Cardin. And then on top of getting figured out by Cardin, her daddy didn't did a whole damn escape plan for Taryn's ass. So now mm-hmm. she gets snatched up and taken to the secret base camp that they have in the court of teeth. This is good information. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Now she's like, I really have to figure out how the fuck to get out here. Cardin's coming for you, babes. Before Don't worry about it. Maddox finds out. Well, sure. That, that I'm not Taryn. Yeah. Now this is where shit gets crazy. Okay. Crazy. So she gets taken back. Mm-hmm. Um, She's playing like she's Taryn, mm-hmm. like even to the point that she has to convince Oriana because, you know, Oriana doesn't have the same relationship with Jude that she mm-hmm. has with Taryn. She's very right. nice to Taryn, very sweet, very motherly to Taryn. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly because, you know, Taryn is not like Jude. Right. Living a more um, typical life. Um, And so she's trying to convince her. She goes, they get her ready for um, dinner. Mm-hmm. And when she goes to dinner, Grimson is there. Okay. She's trying to figure out this plan and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And their idea is that they would get the old blood crown and Grimson would find a way to do something to it or to... To remake it, to crown to someone new it, who's not in so the bloodline, right? So that they could right? crown mm-hmm. um, Maddox. Maddox to be king. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to figure out, so at this point, she's like, while I'm here, I might as well like try to get some information, you know? Right, because... yeah, leverage the situation a little bit. So like, she's like, okay, trying to get this information. And um, in the midst of this, she has to like cozy up to Grimson in order okay. to get this information. Mm-hmm. And the whole time she's cozying up to Grimson, like, um, Oriana is like, you might not want to be too kind to him. Cause you know, a man like Grimson always decides what they want and he may decide that he wants you. Mm. And I mean, I guess he would be a good match. He's not, he doesn't have a horrible standing, but I don't think you want a man like that. Yeah, um, also her husband just died. Like just killing or died. not, like I think and she then, needs some time. And then Matic, of course, as soon as she gets back, Matic is like alive with this news of, did you kill Locke? Did you do it? Don't, don't worry about it. If you did it, you don't have to tell me. But if you want to tell me, you could tell me. And then he's like, he's like, he's like, because I never liked the boy anyway. Yeah, he's no like, one, so, literally no one did. But I didn't think you had it in had you. had a real talk with Taryn about it. He told her, I didn't think you had it in you. He said, yeah. I know. I'm surprised to be he honest. He told her, I know through a lot of your life, you must have thought that I loved Jude more than I loved you. Because I was closer to her. 
But now that you've killed and, someone, I love you even And he more. said, and it was nothing about me loving Jude more than I loved you. It was just me and Jude had more in common than I ever had in common with you or even with your sister, Vivi. So me and Jude had a different relationship, but that doesn't mean that I loved you any less. And if you did do it, I'm proud of you for having the balls to kill his ass. But if you didn't, I mean, you feel I agree bad about it. There. He's like, but if you did it and you feel bad about it, then we can just act as if I killed him and you can absolve yourself of that. Hmm. It's kind of nice. So yeah. So she's trying to figure all this stuff out. Mm-hmm. I'm she sure Taryn would have loved to hear it, but Jude's just over here like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, thank you. She meets, you know, the court of teeth, which is Lady Nor okay. and Lord Jarrell or okay. Gerald or whatever the hell. I'm going to call him Gerald though. Okay. So Lord Jarrell and Queen Surin. Queen Surin okay. is meant to be the queen of the court of teeth. Okay. But she's so this daughter. was a pre-established daughter, court before Maddox joined them. What's mm. happening with the undersea? Has that been talked about at all? It's coming up. Okay, some okay. stuff is going to happen. All right. all right, it's going to get okay. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and then you get your the one moment in the book where I was like, Nikasia, my girl, like you came through, Ooh, you came okay, through this okay. time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so. She meets the representatives of Court of Teeth. The mm-hmm. daughter is like, has these wicked, like, sharp teeth. Like, she looked like yeah. she could take a bite out of your ass. Mm-hmm. And they have her almost like wrapped in like a bridal. Like, she has like a collar. She has like these things that like keep mm. her restrained. Mm. We don't really know why. Okay. Because we don't know a lot about Queen Surin. Mm-hmm. But we do know that whatever the situation is, it looks like she has to live this really cruel life mm-hmm. as far as we can see from right now. Yeah. Even though she's supposed to be queen. She's meant to mm-hmm. be queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's young. You know, she's probably around the same age as Oak. Oh, wow. Really? Maybe a that. little bit older. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so... She goes mm-hmm. and visits Grimson inside his own little little cave or wherever he lives inside of this this camp, right? Mm-hmm. His tent. Okay. And Grimson is showing her all these things, and she's asking questions. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that every single item that he's ever made, because he wanted all of his items to live forever to never break mm-hmm. he cursed everything oh, so i want you to remember that right. every single thing that grimson has ever made and ever given away he mm-hmm. has cursed okay so if you break it mm-hmm. it's gonna release a curse did he, he did he make the original crown yes mm-hmm. so everything is cursed including mm-hmm. the black crown oh okay so they have a queen an ancient queen called queen mate I think okay. it's Maeve. We're going to call her Maeve. Yeah. And um, she was known as like a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's actually the person who got the blood crown made so that 
her line and her bloodline would stay in mm. in the high court. Mm-hmm. And her blood is so when they talked about the magic that's in the land, mm-hmm. right? And they talked about how Cardin must be the true king because Cardin's magic, the it's land the chose land. the land mm-hmm. chose Cardin. Mm-hmm. It's her magic in the land. That mm-hmm. is from her blood, from her body when she died. Mm-hmm. This is, it's in the land. Hmm. Interesting. So, and she's the one that commissioned the blood crown. Mm-hmm. But because Grimson is the way he is, he cursed the blood crown so that he would always have the one up. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows this. Okay. But he's Except telling. For, he's telling Taryn. Sort of. Yeah, Jude, Jude posing right. as Taryn, right? Because he thinks that she's taking an interest in him. Shit, he even tells her that the earrings that his sister, that her sister brought her, oh. are cursed. Mm. If she breaks those earrings, it'll make her look so ugly, so significantly ugly. Ooh. He said that That's even the know. ugliest creatures of Fae wouldn't want to fuck with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. And then yeah. and now now Jude is freaking out because she didn't put the damn earrings on trying to put <laughs> right. She's like, I don't want to. I'm Rain sorry. I'm not vain, but I wouldn't like to be the ugliest thing on earth. Thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So after this, Jude is like in her head. She's like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but by tomorrow, I need yeah. to be gone. Yeah. I need to figure it out. I need to be gone. Mm-hmm. So that night she's sneaking around trying mm-hmm. to figure out some stuff. Yeah. Um. So when she gets back, Oriana confronts her. Mm-hmm. And Oriana is like, cut the crap. I know you're not Taryn. Yeah. I, and of course, I Oriana would know long, before Maddox. Like, of sure. course, Oriana would know before Maddox, you know, yeah. because that's that's Oriana. Like, I, I mm-hmm. expected Oriana to find out more first. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me. So. <laughs> and so she's like, I'll make a deal with you. Mm-hmm. She tells her she wants Oak to come back. Da, 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 all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if Jude actually agreed to it. Um, I feel like Jude is inclined to agree to it from her stance about how he was acting in the real world, but that's just my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she... I was trying to see if I could figure it out, but I can't. But yeah, basically, they make a deal. Mm-hmm. She tells her, like, listen... I make sure that Oak is safe. And you're the one that told me that he would always be in danger as long as they knew who he was and what his status right. was. Do you think that Maddox would really keep Oak alive? Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. She's like, and I know you don't like me. Mm-hmm. And I could be out of your hair. And I know you don't like me more because Oak was involved in all my plans. Mm-hmm. Help me escape by tonight mm-hmm. and I'll leave. You'll never have to see me again. Mm-hmm. So Oriana agrees. Okay. What Oriana does, she tells Oriana to send a letter. So Oriana sends a letter 
mm-hmm. to Vivi saying, oh, your sister Taryn is going to come visit you. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So that she could tell when she goes missing, she could tell Maddox, oh, she wants to go visit her sister. Mm-hmm. Sisters. Um, or like, you know, she ran away to the human world, right. whatever. So she sends it. Mm-hmm. But what happens when she sends this letter? Vivi doesn't know if it's her or mm. if it's a trap. Mm-hmm. And then around that same time, no, I, I, we'll go back to that. We'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll go back to that. All right. So um, she's still sneaking around trying to figure out how to get out, right? Mm-hmm. But she sees this cave that people are guarding. And you know, Jude, she's got to see who's in the cave. So Jude does this little stealth ass move. Of course, that the ghost taught her Mm -hmm. and drops herself into the cave. I mean, that's rad, but sometimes self-preservation is a good trait to have, Jude. Finds out that the ghost is locked and being held prisoner inside (gasps) of this cave. Because remember, he he betrayed her. Mm -hmm. Then he got caught. Mm. And now they're keeping him prisoner. And so she sees him, and even though she's like, he betrayed me, she's like, I don't think that you deserve to die at the hands of Maddox. She's like, I'd rather take you back to the court of teeth and let the ghost and the bomb, let the bomb and the rope figure out what they want to do with you. No, not the court of the court of shadows. But I thought the roach was the one that betrayed the ghost and the bomb. The ghost. The ghost is the one that betrayed her. The roach and the bomb are the two that are in love, but they don't know that they're in love. I think I got that all mixed up. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure I got it right in the episode, though, when I all said right. it. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know now. It, so I'm pretty sure I got it right. And if not, then, I mean, now you know. Yeah. But okay. it was the ghost. So mm-hmm. as soon as she drops in there, he goes, Jude. And she's like, how did you know it was me? He's like, I taught you how to Taren's do that. Not, yeah, Taryn doesn't do stuff like that. He's like, there's no way in hell Taryn knows how to do that. <laughs> I'm the one that taught you how to be the stealthy. Yeah. Of course I know what you, I know my moves when I see you do them. Yeah, like, I'm not an idiot, so. So they talk a little bit about like his betrayal and um, mm-hmm. about why he felt the need to betrayal, betray them. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember all the details. I don't think it's important. So y'all read the book. You'll get all like that, that good storyline, you know, all those juicy bits. And um, yeah, so they, they talk and she's like, I was going to try to run away today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait 24 more hours and then I'm going to come get you. Wasn't the Matic like overthrowing Cardin things supposed to happen already what happened yeah but it hasn't happened yet so like I don't know what's going on Hmm. so she yeah so she um agrees that she's gonna let she's gonna help the ghost escape Mm -hmm. she's gonna take him as prisoner back to the court of shadows and let the roast the roach in the bomb figure Mm -hmm. out what they want to do with him okay this is where shit gets sticky. Okay. She gets back to her room. Mm-hmm. She lays down to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. When she lays down to fall asleep, 
She wakes up. Someone talking to her. It's it's the roach. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, we came to save you. <laughs> oh, that's nice. What do you mean what you're doing? I love it. And he keeps saying like, we, she's like, fuck do you mean by we who is we she's like where is Cardin? and sure as shit mm-hmm. Cardin's hard-headed ass comes walking out the shadows because yeah. you know he ain't gonna send nobody to come save his girl and that's where we're gonna wrap it up for this week Cardin has come to save jude but this story is far from over so join us next week for the second part in our three part series about the final book in the Cruel Prince series by Holly Black. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week.